Hi, my name is Yolanda Mitchell, aka Yolanda Speaks. On today's episode, you're actually tuning in to a discussion already in progress. The discussion is about life, love, and leadership from the book of Esther. Coffee and Conversations with Jesus Girl Ministries and Miss Shamaya Williams. Enjoy. Yeah. So um, he told her his response to Esther after she said, well, I can't go in because he hasn't called me. He told her, he said, well, don't think that just because you have been come, you have come into this position of favor, um, that you have been chosen to be queen, don't think that that's going to save you. Okay? He said, because they're going to find out who you are. And I left this part out. He told her not to reveal her identity, meaning not to let them know that she um, was a Jew. Okay? He didn't want anyone to know that. So that was her secret, her secret weapon, her identity. I want you to stick that, stick a pen right there. Your identity is your secret, your secret weapon. Write that down. My identity is my secret weapon. Okay. Um, and if I can just elaborate on it just for a little bit. First, we have Esther dealing with a very um, precarious situation, a very um, real life issue. And if I can just, you know, bring it into modern day terms, because I don't know where, where you all are from, you know, but I can say that we all can pinpoint a time in our life where we've experienced something that was unfair something that was unfortunate you know it could have been the loss of a parent it could have been you know the loss of a sibling it could just be a very strained relationship with someone a disconnect you know I don't know what the issue may be but we all can identify what our issue is and so um, from there she moves to being called in with all of these other women and they're in this big competition you know um, chose to be but it was just something that they were pulled into. And sometimes we're pulled into this mode of competition, not because we want to, but because we are surrounded by um, everybody who's trying to do their own thing. And maybe they're doing something similar. Good morning. Are you here for a co coffee conversation? Okay. okay. No, ma'am. Tori, you'll move my hat, please. But sometimes we are called into situations that we didn't ask for okay right right <laughs> we did not ask to be in this position and so Esther um, she's now in this position that she didn't ask to be in and what the one thing I thought about because not only is it a story in, in the Bible but there's also a movie too okay one night with the king is the name of the movie okay um, it's really good and so um, the one thing that it hinted at was the fact that she was in love with someone else have y'all ever been in love or thought you was okay all right you, know, you, you thought you were in love so imagine being in love with someone and then all of a sudden now you're being called out to go and um, audition to be with someone else. Talk about strain, okay? Because now 
the person that you have developed a connection with, you've developed um, this heart for, you spend time with, you know, you share intimate moments with, now all of a sudden you can't see that person anymore. You can't talk to them. You know, and if you do, you kind of have to sneak around to see them. Um, and then on top of that, you are in a position to where, oh yeah, well I'm going to be married to someone else. Imagine when she first went in, she probably didn't even think it was a possibility that she would get selected. Okay? And then once she got to the point to where she was like, oh, he's noticing me. And now he has put her in this special house, this house of the women, and he's given her um, people to serve her and tend to her. Okay, now things are escalating. It's like, oh, whoa, okay, we're actually getting somewhere. And even though she may have been love with, in love with somebody else over here, now this new opportunity comes with another level of excitement, expectation, intrigue. Hmm. I wonder, you know, can this work? And so now it gets to the point to where, oh, it can work. I'm queen. He's found favor with me. He's fallen in love with me. I've built this relationship with him. And so everything that I had going on, even though it may have a small, a, a tender place right there in my heart, I can't go back to it. Have you ever found something new or been presented with something new and you allowed yourself to feed into the possibility of it? Okay. Um, and that's so much that we can talk about right there. We're going we're gonna, we're gonna to dig into it. I'm just setting, you know, setting the tone. And then you can give me feedback on what, what um, stood out to you. We can elaborate on that conversation. Um, and so she's queen. Her uncle Mordecai has got the news that all of her people are going to be executed, okay, by the man named Haman. Haman is this villain. Haman is this um, person who wants revenge, okay? And so now he's asked her, go before your king, go before your hubby, do whatever it is that you have to do um, in order to get this revoked. Because the only way that that judgment of execution could be revoked was by the king. Okay? Now I want each of you to put yourself in a position of Esther. Okay? You now have favor. You are married to a king and um, you, have, you have a say. Your voice matters, okay? Your uncle, your family member has come to you and they are facing a life or death situation, okay? It could be sickness. It could be financial debt. Um, it could be heartbreak. It could be a divorce. Um, it could be an argument, something that has spun out of control. It could be a myriad of things. You decide what it's going to be. But for right now, you're Esther. Your family member has brought this to you. And they say, they charge you with this. Hey, Esther, I need you to go before your king and get this revoked. Hey, Esther, I need you to pray for me. Hey, Esther, I need you to help me. Can you get me out of this situation? Like, I see what you're working with. Is there anything that you can do to get me out of this situation? And so now you, Esther, you be like, well, I'm not really in good standing right now with my king, my hubby, my God. I really don't feel like I can go before him and ask him anything. Matter of fact, I hadn't really talked to him in a long time. It's been about a month since I've really had an intimate conversation with him. I hadn't even been in his presence. Matter of fact, he doesn't even want me around, okay? And so this is her response and your family member says, oh, well, just because you're the queen, don't think that you're gonna get away. Don't think that you're gonna escape. 
Tori, just because you know you got it going on right now, don't think that you know your day ain't gonna come. You know? Okay. Follow me? Yeah. Okay. All right. Just make sure we're on the same page. And so um, Esther tells him, she said to her uncle, she says, Okay, listen, this is what I this is what I want you to do. I want you to go and gather all of the Jews and I want you to go on a fast. While you're going on this fast, me and my girls, we're gonna go on a fast. And I'm gonna I'm gonna pray, I'm gonna seek God, and then I'm gonna go before the king. And if I die, I die. Hero. <laughs> okay? Yeah. That's what she is. If I die, let me die. Now, we hear the, the scripture associated with this, which is Esther chapter 4, verses 14 through 16. And if you want to go there, um, you can. Let's do that. Right, right. Let's do that. Esther chapter 4. And whoever gets there first, you can read it. Because we, we always hear this... Um, this scripture quoted, who knows if you've come into your royal position for such a time as this, okay? And um, I was reading something a couple of weeks ago, and he highlighted the fact that this scripture normally is looked at like a celebratory moment. Like, Esther, you are, you know, in the position um, that people would die to be in, you know? And maybe you're in this position for this very moment. It, seem, it seems kind of positive, right? You know, exciting. Yeah. But the reality of, of it is, the flip side of that is, yes, it's exciting. But actually, he was challenging her. Um, almost rebuking her. Because you got it all good right now. Um, but what are you gonna, how are you going to serve others out of your goodness? You've had time, you know, to soak it up. You've had time to enjoy it. But now my question is, how are you going to serve others? And sometimes um, painful situations make us feel like we don't have anything to offer people. Well, I'm just going to let that soak in right there with me. Okay, I'm hurt right now. I ain't trying to help nobody. I'm just trying to get my stuff together. Yeah. You know, we get in those places. It's like, yeah. I'm, I'm hurt. Like, I don't want to talk to nobody. No. Yeah. And so he's telling her, okay, you've, you've moved from, you've gotten over or you've come through the death of your parents. You've come through being separated from your family, from your friends. You've come through, you've survived the competition uh, that came with um, becoming the queen. You've survived all of that, okay? And so now you're faced with an even bigger task of saving, I don't even know how many people, how many Jews there were in that time, in that time. But now you're charged with being a savior over a mass, a large group of people. Sometimes it's hard for us to even um, get the concept of just saving our household. Sometimes it's hard for us to even understand the concept of, of saving ourselves out of the situation. And so what we're going to look at is the strategy that Esther used. Okay. 
that's, that's what we want to look at. And we want to kind of glean from and see, okay, what can I take away from this lesson with Esther that's going to show me how to not only confront my enemy, but how to overthrow my enemy, okay? Because her enemy is Haman. He's in a royal position. He's gained favor with her husband, with her king. And so now she's going up against someone that her husband trusts. For us, sometimes we are at odds with people who are of the same status as us, the same power status. But in, the, in those situations, the one thing that we have to, to check is our motives in our hearts. Because sometimes even though we're of the same position, we're of the same status, if we're not in agreement if there's conflict right there, then that means somebody's off, okay? Somebody's off and someone's missing. We can all be um, of the Christ-following crowd, but sometimes disagreements occur, disconnects occur. And so when those things happen, we have to step back and say, okay, how do we navigate this, you know, or how do we come to a place of agreement? Because you can be right, and then I can be right. But if there's no middle ground, if there's no common ground, that's the part that we have to figure out. How do we bridge this gap? And sometimes, you know, when we disagree with people, we fall flat out with them. I mean, that's, it's just, it just gets real ugly. You know, emotions are high. Yeah. And so she's in this position not only to save her people, but now she has to win back the affection of the man that chose her. Let me see. Let that sink in for me. Like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You know, sometimes people get close to people that you're close to and they they win them over. <laughs> and you like, um, you know, well, I thought we was on the same page. You know, what happened? And um, that's what she was. And so what she said was, okay, I haven't been before my man in about 30 days now. Um, my people about to get slayed, and I'm probably going to be on the chopping, chopping block as well. And so she says, you all go fast, and I'm going to fast. Me and my group, we're going to fast. And there, sometimes there are things we don't want to share with other people. Um, but there are some things that we cannot afford to share with other people. But the key is finding out who to share it with to trust not only who to trust but who has the capacity to walk through this thing with me and man sometimes the search is on <laughs> right you hear me <laughs> Sometimes the search is on. But what I've come to find out is most of the times we all, um, not all of us, have grown to a place that we've overcome some things and we have more capacity to carry others than we uh, are open to, than we realize because our story is dark. It's ugly, you know, 
it's real nasty, man. You don't want to get in this. You don't want to get in this muddy water right here. Your clothes. You want to get some stains on your clothes, okay? You don't want to get in this water. And so um, Esther, she she had her girls, and it was like, hey, this is what we're about to do, okay? This is what we deal we're dealing with. She, I'm pretty sure she broke it down to them. This is what we're facing. This is what we're up against. And if you're if you if you have people close enough to you, at some point they're gonna pick up on something. But sometimes, you know, out of privacy, um, out of our pride, we like, no, I'm not going to let you know. I'm not, I'm, we don't let people in, you know. We don't let them in on the gory details, you know. In her situation, yeah, man, like, Haman, like, she didn't even know who it was at first who, who sent out this execution to kill her family. She didn't know who it was after she prayed. She started investigating. That's the other thing. That's the other thing. When people bring things to us, we we have to be careful about just jumping on it and acting on it. We have to learn how to investigate. We got to learn how to look into the matter thoroughly. We have to ask the right questions. And we have to give people time to respond because people will lie. That's true. Think about it. What is something you lied about? It could have been something real little. It doesn't matter if it was small or big. What I found out is that we have the tendency to tell the lie for the same reason. And that is to protect ourselves. Yeah, to protect ourselves, um, to hold up a presentation, you know. We will spit it out in a minute. Oh, um, did you did you stop by the store and, and get those drinks? No, I forgot. When the reality is, you didn't forget, you just didn't feel like going to the store. <laughs> you passed right by. Guilty. You know, and then he's like, you know what? I can just, no, nah, baby, I didn't feel like going to the store. Right. You know, but that takes practice. Yes. You know, it takes practice. Yes. I'm not judged because, hey, whatever, <laughs> you know. I got the same shoes. And so um, she's at this point now. Hold on, pause. Anybody have something they want to say before? Okay, so um, her girls, they pray, and she says, um, she comes back, what she say? What is scripture? Let me go, Bill. Let me go so I can get to where I want to be. She starts inquiring after she prays. And so we're going to see how this story unfolds. Right here. Did y'all read that? Um, Esther 4, 14, I'm going to start at verse 12. I'm reading from the NIV. It says, when Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you are alone, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. All right. Remember I said you're, you're Esther? So that means now you are of a royal descent. Because Esther was of the descent of Jesus Christ. Okay. And how many of you have accepted Jesus Christ as your savior? Or your consecrated? Now, um, the Bible says that 
we are um, his chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Call forth to show forth his good works. Okay. Esther is a direct reflection of that scripture. Okay. So I'm reading this to you. Esther, if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance from your for your people will arise from somewhere else. But you and your father's family will perish. Esther has been faced with a life or death situation for her family, her people. What have you been faced with? Because the king in our situation right now is God. Because just like Esther, her husband, the earthly king, didn't want anything to do with her. She was still in his possession. And he could beckon her whenever he wanted to. Sometimes, no, this is a side note on men. Sometimes, married or not, when you're in a relationship with someone, and that person has power over you, they can use you at their will. Okay? And the one thing that we don't see is how she responded to not having contact with her husband, for not being with the man that she was in love with. And back in those days, um, concubines, having a concubine, having another woman, that was just that was just culture okay and so even though they couldn't take her place they still had privileges okay sometimes people can't take your place but they experience some of the same privileges that you do okay and so when you're in situations like that where you're like oh I thought I was and then you come to find out well yeah I am but at somebody else's convenience. Okay, how do you handle those situations? And so Esther now, how does she handle this situation? Because she already knew what it was, okay? How does she handle that situation? She was presented with a life in that situation, and so now she's like, I'm gonna fast, I'm gonna go before the king of kings. When you're in unfavorable situations, sometimes your, your only resort is, and whether it's your first resort or your last resort, it just needs to be your you have to go before the king of kings. You have to go before the one who has all power. But not only does he have all power, but what I love about this story is he endowed Esther with a special grace and a special level of power that ended up not only saving her people, but saving her husband, saving the entire kingdom. Because not only did Haman want to destroy the Jews, but he also wanted to destroy the kingdom okay and so your enemy is very strategic you may not be faced with what your family member is faced with that may not be your issue but the very fact that you have been exposed to it gives you an obligation and a duty and a duty to go before God and say hey this is what my brother is facing this is what my family member is facing the only thing about this situation is Esther was in a cooperative environment. 
Meaning, her girls, when she said, we're going to fast and do this, they did it. When she gave her people instructions, she said, Mordecai, Uncle Mordecai, I want all y'all to get together, and I want y'all to fast. They all co cooperated. And the Bible says, we're two or more gathered together in my name. There am I in the midst. The downside to that is sometimes we don't have such a cooperative environment, but instead we have a non-cooperative environment. Okay, so now even though on this end she has her team, they all in one accord. And you know, okay, no, we're gonna revoke this execution. That's what they want, that was their goal. On the other hand, now the person that she had to go before her king, that was a non cooperative situation. Okay, meaning her and the king were not on the same page. Her adversary, the adversary to her people, Haman, had the ear of her king. Okay, so we, we, we've won this battle over here. We got this, we got this on lock. We all in one court. But now we're, we're in this all out, drag out war over here. And so God, I need a strategy. How do I address this over here? And so God gave her a strategy. The first thing is you notice is um, she went before her king. She, she prayed, she got her stuff together. She wasn't hysterical. She went hollering. <laughs> she wasn't crying. She wasn't cussing nobody out. Very well composed. Grace. And so her approach, that's what, that's what this, this is what we're dealing with now, the approach. How do we approach? Approach the situation. Mm. All right. So I'm going to read and we're going to go. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai Go gather together all the Jews who are in, the, in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my attendants will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went away and carried out all of Esther's instructions. So now we're gonna go to Esther 5, and now we're gonna see how she approached this, how she approached the king. On the third day, Esther put on her royal robes and stood in the inner court of the palace in front of the king's hall. You gotta know how to, we gotta know how to, Y'all see? Y'all see what I'm saying? We gotta know how to pull it together. Okay? You you can lose it. I'm pretty sure she had a moment like she was distraught. She was in disbelief. She probably was about to lose her breath, having panic attacks and everything. But when it came for her to, oh my God, let me get it together. You know? Okay. So she got on her royal robes, her identity. She remembered who she was. She remembered who she was. The king was sitting on his royal throne in the hall facing the entrance. Imagine going in before your boss. I don't know. Who's the person in authority in your life that you sometimes have to face? When he saw Queen Esther standing in the court, he was pleased with her and held out to her the gold scepter that was in his hand. So Esther approached and touched the tip of the septicle. There's so much power in that right there. Let me tell you ladies, God 
God has endowed us with a possess, with a an aura that can put out fires. And sometimes our power, our identity, our level of influence has been diminished. And we don't really feel like we are you know. We don't feel like we really got that, you know, it's like, it's like we lose it. And we lose it to, you know, for, for good reason. Stuff happens to us and we be like, no, I don't think I got it like that, you know? And so my prayer for us in that area is, is that God will remind us of our influence, that he will restore our influence. Sometimes our influence is attached to our, our dignity. And because we have been demeaned, you know, we've been maybe belittled, um, manipulated, because sometimes, you know, people make us feel good, but they're manipulating us. I mean, that's just the reality, you know. And so my prayer is that God will restore our dignity, restore our confidence, restore our love of influence so that we can put back on um, this royal mindset of who God really intended for us to be, you know, we can shed, you know, the weight, the baggage, you know, and that could be um, in how we present ourselves, how we carry ourselves, how we even communicate, okay? You know, from the core. Um, yeah, pause right there. So she approached and touched the tip of the sepulchre. Then the king asked, What is it, Queen Esther? What is your request? Even up to half of the kingdom, it will be given you. If it pleases the king, replied Esther, let the king, the king, together with Haman, come today to a banquet I have prepared for him. Now, characters in this place. Now they're introducing Haman, her enemy. We have to identify what our actual enemy is. What are you really up against? What is it that this person is carrying that you're up against? The person to be is 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 a conduit. Okay, we are conduits. Things come through us. We carry things, and sometimes we carry things that are vile. Okay, real real vile, real nasty. Uh, and we're just gonna take manipulation. So Haman now is carrying the spirit of revenge, murder, um, manipulation, deceit, anger, bitterness. He's carrying all of this, okay? And so Esther, she's saying, okay, King, I need you and I need Haman. I want y'all to come to this bank. Okay, how she approached him. She didn't lie. She just had to set it up real good. Sometimes we cannot, we got in our, our approach. Not manipulative. No. Strategic. Okay? So she called and he said, Esther, whatever you want, I'll give it to you. So they come to this dinner and um, she didn't address it. She didn't address the situation at the first dinner. But at the end of the dinner, she asked for She didn't expose Haman 
up front. She told the story about this is what's going on. There has been a law sent out that's going to execute all of the Jews. And if you watch the movie One After King, you'll see it. And um, he, he says, well, after he hears her story, he's like, well, who would do such a thing? Who would do this to my beautiful wife? Who would do this to her people? Because now she's even revealed to him who she really is. us look really bad. It, it turns the table and makes us appear to be the enemy. And that, I mean, that right there, it is, that is a very hard place to be in, okay, to try to win someone's heart back. But what do you do in situations like that? I mean, what, what do you do? And in my own personal life, you know, I've experienced moments like that. And the only thing that I could do was advance using this approach that Esther used. She fasted, she prayed, she went before God, and he gave her the grace to compose herself while her enemy was still at large. Grace, we need a grace. God, give me the grace to compose myself until you redeem me or my people from this situation. God, give me the grace to have the right conversation, okay? Because in that, Esther was learning how to um, walk in her authority. Esther was coming to the, into the knowledge of the power that she possessed on the inside. Anytime that we're confronted with a situation and it hasn't killed us, but it's trying to kill us, it's an opportunity for God to really reveal to me and say, hey, daughter, I put something in you. Okay. told her, he said, if you remain silent, not only are your people going to die, but you're going to die. Yes, salvation's going to come from somewhere else. But right now, you have the opportunity to speak up and say something. Um, there's this quote by um, this lady. Her name is Casey Baker. She's over this, the Women Speak Foundation where they focus on helping women discover their voice and share their brilliance. And she made this statement that she heard from someone and, and it said that the, the world will be saved by the Western woman. And then she added, she said, no, the world will be saved by the Western woman who speaks, opens up her mouth and speaks, who shares her voice. And so that's what, what um, Esther was being challenged with by Mordecai. He said, open your mouth. Say something. You got to say something. Some things are hard to say. Some things we don't want to say. We're afraid. We're shaking. And we're trembling in our, in our boots sometimes, you know, when it comes to saying something that needs to be said. Some people are just real good at it. You know? But we all have challenges where it's time for us to speak up and say something, and we really don't want to say it. And so for, for what I've learned is, 
not only is it okay to say the hard stuff, but you have to get to the point where you're okay saying the heart. Yeah. What's really, what's really in your heart? Like, and we're afraid, for me, there are times where there's something in my heart and I don't want to share it because I don't want to hurt someone else. And the, the question that I had to pose to myself was, when I say this, do you want to not hurt them at the expense of hurting yourself? Because sometimes we think that people can't get over things, and actually, they can get over it pretty much better than you can, faster than you can. Mm -hmm. They do. I um um I stepped away and I took some time to my, for myself. And that's something um, that, I, that I really do because um, I'm so conscious of my family. And it took me so long because I was like, oh, well, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, they're gonna need this, they're gonna need that. And so I was like, you know what? How about you put everything in place that they're gonna need, okay? And don't worry about I mean, they're, they're away from you eight hours out of the day anyway, okay? And you're working. So it's okay for them to be away from you eight or more hours of the day, and you're not working. They're gonna survive. And so I went and I enjoyed myself, and when I came back, they were still alive. <laughs> not, I mean, so I wasted all this time worried about them, uh, you know, when I could have been got the break that I needed. Yeah. Okay? You cannot afford to sacrifice yourself at the expense of, how can I say, the unhealthy. I'm talking about health. When you do things that are unhealthy and now you're creating balance in your life. That's the whole point. You have to create balance. Because in this situation, he said, hey, Esther, you got to say something. You're going to die. We all going to die. Okay? And so I'm, I'm not talking about that point where you, you actually do things that are in the best interest of other people. But you, first, Esther went through her own purification process. She, she was showered with gifts. She had time to enjoy that. And the problem with us is we don't take the time that we need to enjoy okay and so there, there's a balance to that once you get in that in that those 30 days that she was away from her husband even though she may have missed him i bet she enjoyed that downtime <laughs> you know we can love people but it's nothing like <sighs> breathing to and even when even when people step away from us that we don't want to step away from us people that we want to be around and it's time to, all right, let's, let's chill. You know, we, we got the withdrawals. I'm, not, I'm sure she has some withdrawals, okay? Have you ever had a withdrawal from someone that you wanted to be around and you're like, dang. 
no, we're not talking. Let's, let's end this, whatever the case may be. In those moments still, it's, time, it's a time of discovery. It's, it's, and it's a time for you and an opportunity for you to level up. And I mean, actually go deep and address whatever it is that needs to be addressed. Okay. So, y'all gonna have to talk back to me now. What you got here? Um, I, I feel like Esther is a strong woman mm -hmm. uh, that we can learn from. Mm -hmm. And just her heart of stepping up for people uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. and I like the fact that she went before God before so she remembered who she was when you said identity yes so, yes like yeah. sometimes we can get caught up <coughs> in everyday life and uh -huh. our children and yes. our families like you say yeah. you need to step away especially when you face with something like she was mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean how do you fight this how never, do right you've never been through it before so we have to remember to don't ask mom and daddy or you know our brothers and sisters, sometimes we have to just go before the king, yeah. of kings, like mm -hmm. you said. Mm -hmm. That's when we get our strength. That's, that's when we get our true strength. Yeah. So that's how she was able to overcome everything, because she had God. Yeah. And he fought for her, you know, yes. through her. He through used her. her, and that's a blessing to be used by God. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. To be used by him is, ooh. Oh, <laughs> when, you, when you get used by God, it's nothing that anything else can compare to, yeah. you know? So, he definitely equipped her for such a time as this, like you said. So he knows our place and our position before we ever created. Yeah. He knew what she was gonna be. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's so it's such a good good story and it's like a love story. A lot of the stories in the Bible is like that's where they get some of this stuff from. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm, they're looking mm -hmm. at the word of God, whether they want to believe it or not, yes, and they're yes. pulling from him. Yes. Nobody can create a story like like God, like you know, like he has. Mm -hmm. So I love her strength her responsibility and teaches me to be obedient to what God calls you to do. Um, I've been trying to come here, Shemaya knows her, like, ever since she started, like, uh -huh. last year, and I was never able to just come, because something would come up with the kids. Yes, yes. So when you said that, that resonated with me, that mm -hmm. self-care is important, because how are you going to build yourself up mm -hmm. and build the little babies up if you don't have yourself right. completely in position where God has called you to be, yeah. and so that's it's really good. Yeah, I'm glad you shared. Oh, yesterday, I've you know, read about her, but the way you, you know, God can use people to, like she said, we have conversations for a reason, mm -hmm. and so you can pull strength from other people. And so you really broke it down in a way I never heard before, you know. Yeah. So you painted that picture, yeah. and God used you. So I'm thankful for you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes. It's something that you said that just, that just blessed me. Um, you said you can't ask mom, dad, brother, or sister. And oh my gosh, I, I've been in that place because when you when you want a certain change, and the people around you haven't experienced the change that you're looking for, you have to go out on a limb and trust yes. that desire that God has put in you. I mean, they may not understand. And what I've learned is you can't even share all the details. You just gotta trust that core that gut feeling like, it's like, something pushing me, I just, I gotta follow it. You know, even if it doesn't turn out the way that I expect it to, I have to be okay with at least following it, you know? Yeah, but yeah, thank you so much for sharing it. Oh my God, yes, no, can't back down. I've come this far, no going back. Going all way. Yes.
So I believe like God just called me like to get here and like exactly what I needed. Yes. Oh my so God. yeah, I I really love it. I love this party and I'm very thankful for some of the children and all of you. Yes, and you, you 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 just sparked a thought in my head um, because we don't want to you know we don't want to hurt people, but at the same time Esther she this was a very life threatening situation, and so she had to ask God for wisdom. Okay, because you got snipers, you got hit me. <laughs> you know you got people that are, you know just walk up on you, chop your head off, you know, and so. You know, we, we have to be very, you know, real. Um, people, people, you know, kind of be on the loose end. You know? And so in everything, we, you know, have to use wisdom and make sure, okay, is it safe for me to tell this person this? You know, are they approachable? What's their mental health status? You know, we have to take all of those things into consideration. Um, and sometimes I think that's that's what we're afraid of. How are they gonna respond? Yeah. Wisdom. Okay.